Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. This is the Frank Bob Thought for this evening. When you make mistakes, it proves that you're actually doing something. Good evening and welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing. I'm Don Gamble. We've got a nice show planned for you tonight. The program includes Pro Stock driver Cody Catellus talking about his family and the plans for the new season. Jared Barkley has a new car and big plans for 2023. At Jennerstown Speedway, Tony Aubrey explains the wonderful things his team does at Operation Vets Now. Mike Harris spoke with Tyler Harris, no relation, about his plans for the new season. Dave Oliveri has a great interview with Super Modified star Matt Williamson and A.J. Flick. Today's program will include Victory Lane interviews from Lernerville with Mike Norris, Brandon Spithaler, Matt Williamson, and first-time Pro Stock winner Jake Dietz. Tyler Harris has Victory Lane interviews from Pittsburgh with Brandon Burgoon, John Mollick, and Gavin Kokulis. Gator from Jennerstown Speedway spoke with Billy Roberts, Joe Maruka, and Jeff Giles. Howie Bayless from Lake Trove spoke to feature winner Mike Doritsky. Alex Faree won the feature at Marion Center in the number one Cochrane Super Late Models. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, and I always like to play the special Jimmy Dean IOU song. I lost my mom on Mother's Day, 1997. So to all the moms out there, this song is dedicated to you. I hope you enjoy it. You know, most people look through their wallets or their pocketbooks and way down at the bottom past the credit cards, baby pictures, and green stamps. You usually find a little old dog-eared piece of poetry. I was cleaning out my wallet the other day, and I ran across... A whole bunch of IOUs, some of them 30 years overdue. You know, the funny thing is that all these IOUs are owed to one person. And I felt like maybe right now might be a pretty good time for an accounting. Mom, I sure hope you're listening. Sweet lady... I owe you for so many things. A lot of services. Like Night Watchman, for instance. 
laying awake nights, listening for coughs and cries creaking floorboards, and me coming in too late. <laughs> oh, you had the eye of an eagle and the roar of a lion. But you always had a heart as big as a house. I owe you for services as a short order cook, chef, baker, for making sirloin out of hamburgers, turkey out of tuna fish, and two big old strapping boys out of leftovers. I owe you for cleaning services, for the daily scrubbing of face and ears, all work done by hand and for the frequent dusting of a small boy's pants to try to make sure that he led a spotless life. And for washing and ironing that no laundry could ever do. For drying the tears of childhood and ironing out the problems of growing up. I owe you for services as a bodyguard. For protecting me from the terrors of thunderstorms and nightmares. Too many green apples. And Lord knows I owe you for medical attention, for nursing me through measles, mumps, bruises, bumps, splinters, and spring fever. Oh, and let's not forget medical advice, important things like don't scratch it or it won't get well, or uh, if you cross your eyes, they're going to stick like that. And probably the most important advice of them all, Boy, you be sure you got on clean underwear in case you're in an accident. And I owe you for veterinarian services, for feeding every lost dog that I dragged home at the end of the rope, and for healing the pains of puppy love. And I owe you for entertainment. Entertainment that... Uh, kept the household going during some pretty rough times and for wonderful productions at Christmas, Fourth of July and birthdays and for making make-believe come true on a very, very limited budget. I owe you for construction work, for building kites and confidence, hopes and dreams and somehow you made them all touch the sky and for cementing the family together so it'd stand the worst kinds of shocks and blows and for laying down a good, strong foundation to build a life on. I owe you for carrying charges, for carrying me on your books for the necessities of life that a growing boy somehow just got to have. Things like a pair of high-top boots with a little pocket on the side for a jackknife. And one thing, Mom, I will never, ever forget. When there were only two pieces of apple pie and three hungry people, I, I noticed that uh, you were always the one that suddenly decided that you didn't really like apple pie in the first place. These are just a very few of the things for which payment's long overdue. The person I owe them to worked very, very cheap. She managed simply by doing without a whole lot of things that she needed herself. 
my IOUs add up to a lot more than I can ever hope to repay. But you know the nicest thing about it all is that I know that she'll mark the entire bill paid in full for just one kiss and four little words. Mom, I love you. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. A magnificent crowd was a welcome sight as Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway opened the gates for its 45th season opener, the 35th under the Miley Motorsports banner. Nearly a week's worth of rain wasn't enough to hinder the track crew from preparing what was and remained a smooth, technical racing surface. Six divisions of racing were on tap, headlined by the Hubbus Auto and Truck Supply, Rush Sprint Cars, presented by Born to Run Lubricants, and a Sunbelt Rentals Weekly Series event. Fourteen Rush Sprint Cars checked in to do battle, with a healthy dose of notorious veterans and up-and-coming stars filling in the sign-in sheet. Fifteen laps was the distance for the feature event, with double-duty driver Jammin' Johnny Mollick and all-time wins leader Chad Rollman starting on the front row. The two veterans tangled for position early, with Mollick throwing relentless sliders to jockey for his position. After three laps, Mollick and his sprint proved their dominance as he would lead the remaining 12 laps to win his second career rush sprint car victory at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We caught up with Mollick in victory lane. Woo, he says. Mr. Entertainment out there in the heat races, man. We couldn't keep your eyes off you. Haymaker after Haymaker. You wanted that win. You got it. You come out here for the feature winner. You said, let's throw a few more Haymakers. Once again, parked on the front stretch here for your second time in Rush Sprint Car Competition. Congratulations. Thank you very much. i got to thank my crew, the guys taking care of the car. Uh, I was just lucky enough to drive it. And uh, we had a good car tonight. You had a good car in two different classes, but tonight, man, you make your 21st career feature win here at Pittsburgh in three different classes. So uh, a jack-of-all-trades, if you will, when it comes to racing. Yeah, I'd like to drive a couple more if I could. If I could find some more rides to f drive, I'd drive them. People that you'd like to thank for making this all happen for you this season, Jam and Johnny. Yeah, i got to thank Palooza Racing. i got to thank ProX. Uh, ProX is my main man on this, Ricky. And uh, Scott owns a car. Obviously, i got to thank my wife. Dutch Run Cole, we got uh, Salina in on there and Jet Racing Engines. 
and uh, Rayland Enterprises. They help us out quite a bit. These guys did not make it easy on you here tonight. 14 stiff competition rush cars here. And uh, you got to hand it to your fellow competitors. They made you fight for it tonight. Yeah, I'll tell you what, this class is getting tougher and tougher and tougher every year. I mean, you got Rollmans and Ruth. I mean, these guys are just up in their game. Everybody's getting faster and faster in these cars. They've come a long way to where they were five years ago, so it's a tough class. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner out of Toronto, Ohio. Johnny Mollick wins it tonight. Chad Rollman kept things close, but respectively came home in the second position with that Angles Motorsports entry. Zach Wilson, Gail Ruth Jr., and Blaze Myers would round out your top five. Zach Wilson dominated heat race number one, and Jim and Johnny was the winner of heat race number two. Moving along now to the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, who also had 14 cars competing on Saturday night. A familiar face returned to racing competition. Tommy Schoenhofer and his familiar number eight had a successful redraw and started on the pole position of the 20-lap feature event with Johnny Mollick to his outside. A couple of cautions and position battles ensued early, but the race-winning move was made on lap number five when McDonald native Brandon Burgoon found himself in victory lane for the first time ever in a rush late model. Burgoon is no stranger to success, having won multiple feature races and two track championships in the super late model division. Perhaps the star of the show belonged to the American dream, Cole Petrell. He started the race in 14th after struggling in his heat race, but wasted no time charging forward to a second place finish. Johnny Mollick would solidify his successful night with a third place run. Fourth went to Mike Reft and Schoenhofer rounded out the top five. Burgoon was perfect on the night as he won heat race number two. The aforementioned Mike Reft won heat race number one. Now on to the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks who competed in 15 circuits around Dirt's Monster Half Mile. The race went green to checkered with no interruptions. Defending track champion A.J. Poljack looked to take full advantage of his P1 starting spot. However, Jordan Perkins was in fact the man to beat, leading the entire race to take home his fourth win at PPMS. Poljack did look strong, closing in on the leader in the closing laps. Third went to Torrenham native Jason Fosnott in the Brett McDonald-owned number 25. Dale Toohey would come home in fourth, and former track champion Nick Kachuba would complete the top five. The heat race winner was Jason Fosnott, and tough break for Tony McGill, who was off to a tough start this season. Heavy impact with the outside wall after his throttle got stuck. Tony was okay, but the car will need some work. Honorable mention goes to the 2022 Young Guns champion Emmy Laboon, who made her pro-stock debut on Saturday night. She never spun, kept pace, and looked very much in control of her SNS chassis number 114. The Hobby Stocks were next in line as they wasted no time thrilling the race fans. Four wide, they went into the first turn, with the fourth starting Gary Catellas advancing quickly to the lead. He and Matt Bernard would battle for the lead in the opening laps, while Steven Sheltman quickly advanced from ninth to third in a matter of three laps. A lap three restart from caution saw Sheltman jump to the lead with the top four under a blanket competing for that top spot. The race went on, but the top spot never changed from that point forward. The all-time winningest hobby stock driver found victory lane once again with a beer bath celebration to follow. Matt Bernard would hold the line for a hard-fought second-place finish. Gary Catellus would complete your top three, with 10th starting Tyler Fox coming in fourth and Garrett O'Patchen rounding out your top five. Matt Bernard wasn't totally shut out, winning the first heat race, and neither was Garrett O'Patchen, who won heat race number two. 
The Crawford Auto Repair open four cylinders also saw a first-time division winner. Coriopolis native Kyle Janis made his presence known to his fellow competitors, dominating and leading each lap of the feature event. Janis earned his fourth career feature win, the first three coming in young gun competition. The best battle on the track belonged to Tyler Cuneo and Eric Reynolds. The two took each other to task, fighting with spirit for the runner-up spot. However, it was Cuneo who came out ahead, with Reynolds settling for third. Travis Clark also ran a consistent race to take home fourth, and Tony Kloss would round out your top five in his debut. Ironically, the feature finish duplicated that of the heat race from earlier in the night, with each driver finishing in the same positions, respectively. And needless to say, Janice was also the heat race winner. The always safe flagging and traffic control young guns were the final show of the night, and a show it was. How about this? Gavin Kukalis has scratch and clawed his way through the first two seasons of his racing career. Season three kicked off in tremendous fashion for Kukalis as he picked up his first career feature victory. He wasn't much for awards in victory lane, but he has plenty of time to practice that skill. However, let's hear from the young Gavin Kukalis following his feature victory. Young man, moments like this is what makes our sport so special. I've watched you since your first year struggle just to even make pace laps. On your first year, you go out and you flip your car. The very next week, you're back out here racing again after totaling it. You spend all the next year learning and fighting and clawing your way toward the front with a couple of second-place finishes. Opening night, you come out here, and you are now officially a feature winner at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Gavin, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a little bit more than that, Gavin. It's a lot of hard work that has gone into this card over the years. Talk to me about the struggle. Talk to me about the climb. Uh, it's been a long road to hit the win. Uh, I want to thank my dad, my mom, uh, Kovaches, uh, BJP Racing, and Glassworks. Talk to me more about this. I mean, uh, your passion. I can tell that you are dedicated to this sport. Why? How? I just think it's really fun, and I get along with all the people I race with. Talk to me about the race here tonight. It looked like a lot of fun to me. It was very fun. I had a great time out here. I was not expecting my first win. Well, sometimes it happens when you least expect it, and uh, you got some time to go celebrate with your family and friends. Congratulations. Thank you. And how about this for debuts? A.J. Manganello, a newcomer out of the McGill Motorsports Camp, had an impressive second-place run. Sadie Snatchko would earn a P3 finish and a spirited battle to the line for fourth between Plum's Zoe Knight and Daisy Town's Samara Weaver, who finished fourth and fifth, respectively, in that order. Sadie Snatchko was the sole heat race winner. Up next at Dirt's Monster Half Mile will be this Saturday night, May the 13th, for an action event with a trip down memory lane as PA's Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds return for their only trip to Pittsburgh this season. We will have cars on display prior to racing action and goodie bags for fans of young and maybe old, courtesy of the Modified Club. So come early. The gates will open at 5 with warm-ups at 6. Racing begins at 7 p.m. If you can't be there in person, you can watch each event live on thecushion.com. And for schedule, tickets, information, and more, visit ppms.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for engaging content and even free ticket Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Talking with AJ Flick, the 2022 track champion at Lernerville Speedway. AJ, good week to start off last week. You came down opening night. Usually you haven't had very good luck earlier in the season. Last year was a good omen, and this year you started off, and just um, you're here again tonight. And But one of the things I wanted to talk about was we see so many things that drivers do for people. And we always say racers have some of the biggest hearts that are out there. And, you know, I've been following your, your Facebook site. And, you know, we can sit here and talk about racing all night. But the thing that I like to do is knowing you, the things that you did with the go-kart races years ago. And to, you have such a big heart, AJ. And to do some of the things that you do to raise money, to, to help people, you know, I myself commend you for it. And I'm sure the racing community does as well. Well, I don't want to take any credit for that. I think that goes back to how I was raised, uh, a lot to do with my parents and my mother especially. She's always been an extremely giving person. And I remember when I was younger that we were always uh, going through Walmart around Christmas time, picking names off trees and donating toys to kids that needed them. So um, it's just kind of something that I feel is in my blood. And a lot of it honestly is, um, I mean, if I was ever in a position where I was injured in a race car or like uh, with what happened to Mr. Mr. Andrew Yoder with their trailer burning down I would I would want somebody to try and help me too and um, I pray that I'm never in the position that those guys are but at the same time to to know that not only myself but a lot of the racing community came around to help drivers that are injured or drivers that lost equipment things of that nature it just it it makes you feel special Uh, it makes you feel like you do have support I mean nobody's ever alone especially in a racing community we're all we're all honestly a big family the the, the amazing part of it is you're a sprint car driver and it was a dirt late model and when it comes to things like that the type of vehicle that it is or you know to lose your trailer into you know, half of your race car nobody wants that yeah i mean i don't think i'm scared of fire but i am scared of losing things in a fire um i mean it's just so destructive and if you don't find a way to fight it quick it's going to get out of control and um i've always had concerns and we've always taken precautions and measures to try and make sure that uh we don't put our equipment in harm's way and i mean a lot of stupid stuff happens that's out of your control and i think that's what happened with the yoder group 
group. But, I mean, no matter what, uh, I, I'd be scared to be in their position, and I'd be extremely thankful to never lose anything in a fire of that nature, whether it's personal or racing-related. And um, like I said, I think a lot of that is I, I, I know how fearful I am of what they went through, and it just kind of part of me just wanted to see if we could give back a little bit and, and try to help them because I, I could only imagine what they went through. I mean, just the, the panic probably of trying to get the car out while everything's on fire. And they, I mean, it, it was so massive in the middle of a street and you know that they, they had brand new merchandise and everything in there. You know that they were probably thinking of all that stuff and making sure everybody was safe while it was going up in flames. So yeah, just, uh, I, I wouldn't ever want to be in that position. God bless those guys for being safe. Thank God no one was injured. You can always replace materialistic items. You can't replace people. So, um, I mean, the priority was taken care of. Everybody was safe. And uh, it's it's from that point, once you know everybody's good, just, just gather some funds, gather some good people together and try and help them recover. And you're speaking, but, you know, fortunately for the family, there, you know, no one got personally injured. And you can replace parts and pieces, you know, but when something happens to an individual, that's, that's irreplaceable. But, you know, we talk about safety and there's so many interventions in these cars now, especially in the sprint cars. And, you know, you run two gamuts of racetracks. Now, you're here on a tight track here at Lernerville. Then you guys venture out to Port Royal and the speeds there are incredible. And also when things happen, they happen fast and they happen big. Yeah, um, I, I think I think on these smaller tracks here, especially once it slows down and the wing speed isn't as important, you can kind of get up on the wheel a little more and make the car work better. On those big tracks like Port Royal where it's wide, where it's sweeping, where you always have wing speed, I think to dial your race car in more means the entire race to be honest um if if your race car's off even a little bit or or you can't you can't get it to stay balanced because of the wing speed even when it's slick it's still fast so um it's it's it makes it difficult i think that's why we've struggled a little bit at port royal lately over the past two or three years because whether tires have changed or whether i've started making more mistakes i don't know but we've just been off a little bit with our balance we've gotten close a few times we've struggled here on others but when we come back to Lernerville, it seems like we can always search for bite or i can get up on the wheel a little bit and maybe just a little bit of home field advantage me being familiar with the racetrack i can do things that i just can't necessarily do at port royal you know, we got that first win out of the out of the way last week, but the things that you do, and you know, the Hartmans are very near and dear to you, and you waited for them to come into victory lane just to, to celebrate that because, you know, Dave's always riding on that wing. Yeah, for sure. That that family means the world to me, and uh, the son Cody was there. Um, I think the grandkids had to Dave's grandkids had to go. They had to get back home, but uh, nonetheless, it was good to see the family there. I know Deb wasn't able to make it, but Dan has been here with us all the time, and. I know Ryan's watching from down in North Carolina. Uh, our buddy Fast Andy has been helping out with the Hartman Memorial Races and putting some money up for that. So we have a lot of support for that family. Um, they didn't have to recommit uh, in 2023 to being a sponsor with uh, Dave passing, but everybody in that family unanimously voted, and they still wanted to be a part of this race car and his race team. And um, they'll never understand how much that truly means to me to, to keep not only Dave's memory on this car, but also fenced by maintenance service. And I mean, it's it's such a shame. I, Dave would have loved the year we had last year, and um, he always used to make little bets with me here and there. And if I won, he gave me a hundred bucks.
bucks and just things of that nature. And when we swept Western PA Speed Week, I know that he would have been making jokes and making bets with me after uh, Larnerville win Friday, sharing Saturday. He would have made something with me about if I sweep Sunday at Tri-City. And I, I just miss little moments like that. And he and I used to talk he, all the time on the phone. He'd give me random rings throughout the week. And it was just always something I look forward to. And uh, I'm happy that his family is still here. Um, they'll never take his place, obviously, but they're doing a fantastic job still being in our lives and helping out with the race team. And um, that win on opening night last year in memory of Dave was one of the most special wins I've ever had. And uh, to see them all down in victory lane, I mean, there were there were a lot of tears, but there was a lot of happiness down there too. And uh, we ended up having a fantastic year. And so far this year's off to a good start again. I know, I know Dave's up there and I, I think he's still having a good time watching you know we talk about friends and family when this is you know someday aj is going to say it's over uh things change you know, in lives with families and things like that but you know you've had very good examples you know with your grandfather with your dad and with your mom uh, the lessons very well taught but at the, at the end of the day when there's no race car in the garage, you still have all these friendships, not only with the Hartmans, but the, the college drivers that you've made friends with over the years. Yeah, I'm really not too much of a social person, so when I let people in my circle, it means they're pretty damn special, and uh, I, I agree with you on that. There's a lot of people that i found in racing that have a lot of similarities with me, even just outside of auto sports, so it's nice to, to form friendships of that nature, cheering on hockey teams and going to watch games and things of that nature, and just having having friends that I mean I've I've met friends from uh, online gaming and things of that nature that are still into auto racing and the whole nine yards. So yeah, I mean it's it's a big community. We make a lot of friends. Eventually, racing will be done uh, for me for everybody else. Once we get too old, you know, it's just how it goes. Circle of life. So take advantage of it while it's here and try and make the best mo- uh, memories we can. The funny thing, listeners, is I was talking to AJ before the interview. We were just chatting. I said you got a couple moments and the phone rings and he, he'll, he's going to pick on me for this but you know your family you your dad and your uncle have a, a really good relationship with Don Gamble and it's sometimes it's kind of a I don't know, a jab here and there. It's almost like a boxer. And I, I'm starting to talk to you, and he said, I don't know, he, all of a sudden the phone rings, and it's Don Gamble. Yeah, I mean, we harass Don probably more than he deserves, but actually, no, that's not true. He deserves it. So, no, I mean, we love Don. He's, he's been part of... Uh, part of our family for a very long time he's he's given me a lot of stories about my grandfather and that's probably some of the most important things to me uh, my grandfather passed away when I was six months old so I don't have any memories of him uh, all I can live off of is stories and um, I imagine there's some bad stories out there but I haven't heard any yet Don's always been extremely nice and generous and just the fact that he was such good friends with my grandfather kind of makes me believe he was a pretty good person. Well, AJ, I appreciate you taking time, to, as always, to talk to us on Rapid Race. And so my, for myself and Don, uh, we wish you best of luck tonight and what the season brings ahead of you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Always enjoy being on. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. 
We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Lernerville Speedway, and we're taking our first walk through the pits, and I had a look. I see the a familiar number six, and that's the six of Matt Williamson. And, Matt, we don't see you very often, so welcome back to Lernerville. I know last year you were here one time, and you brought a car out that you've already probably raced maybe a dozen times, and it seems to be like old faithful. Even though you haven't run it that much, it's been good to you. I think you picked up the win last year. You had a rain out this evening, and you guys decided. I don't know if it's any close living in bu- closer in Buffalo, but uh, yeah, you're here at Lernerville, just a, a place that you have a lot of history with, and you enjoy racing here. Yeah, we um, we decided to come down about. Wednesday, um, just because we, we talked to some people from Ranceville and they said that they got a lot of water and they weren't thinking that they were going to race. So um, we hadn't had this car ready. Uh, the last time we raced it was Eastern States last year. And um, just decided to, to get it ready just in case. And Ranceville ended up pulling the plug on Thursday. Um, and at that point, we were actually going to go to Brewerton because we have a Super Dirt Series race at Brewerton. But um, they ended up pulling the plug shortly after that. So um, yesterday, about two o'clock i got in touch with um gary from from here and uh just asked him if you know everything looked okay to, to come down and um he said that you know it was a little iffy but um they were about 70 percent sure they were going to race so we loaded up last night and then just got in touch this morning again with him and made sure that we were good and um he told me yeah good to go and uh we got we got in the truck and um, headed down it wasn't bad actually i don't know if uh vehicles have gotten faster or roadways have gotten uh, a little bit easier to travel but it only took us about three hours and 15 minutes to get here from my house so um of course we stopped which added a little bit of time but i think we can make it home uh, hopefully before two in the morning tonight well that's good i was I had a chance to talk to dan bauman when i walked into the track and he said from last friday till today they had six inches of rain and so i looked at the track it might be soft in some areas but again you have a lot of laps here matt yeah, I mean, I think I've seen most of the conditions that we could see at this place. Uh, we've seen rough, smooth, um, hammer down or slow. So um, I was joking with Dan, actually, too. He, he told the same thing to me and um, said that it's probably going to be fast. It's not going to be your racetrack tonight because I like it smooth and slippery here. And you can race all over the place. And um, I told him that he tells me that every time it rains. And we always end up going out for hot laps the first time we get here. And it's, it's dusty and hot laps. So um, we'll see what it brings tonight. I think, I think no matter what it is as long as it's not uh fast and rough i think that the, the place you know breeds good racing here so um we'll see what we can do for someone that races for a living like you do you guys have been off not so much even for the uh just since florida but 
the weather has early in the season just really hasn't been cooperative. Yeah, at this point, we should have had um, probably about 15 races, and we've got about probably five. So um, 10 rainouts. Uh, obviously, Ransville rained out their practice last weekend, which is a test tune in time um, where fast time gets a barrel of fuel. So um, that we always try to go to. And um, then, you know, tonight was going to be their opener. Or I actually think last week was going to be opener. I'm not sure how that worked, but we've rained out two, or two there anyways at least. Maribel's rained out um, two as well, um, if not three. So, um you know, we rained out of Orange County or Atomic at the beginning of the year, and then uh, Hagerstown rained out. And you know, we just we haven't had good luck with um, chasing races this year. So uh, when we decide to stay home because the weather looks iffy, they end up racing, and then when we decide to go to the racetrack, it ends up raining. So um, you know that we were going to go to Delaware at the beginning of uh, April, and um, it was an unfavorable forecast, and it's 11 hours for me to get there. So we stayed home, and they ended up racing. And then um, Utica Rome a couple Fridays ago, they had the Alex Friesen Memorial, and uh, um, we, we, we drove down there with an unfavorable forecast, and it rained out after the heat race. So, um, well, unfortunately, the sun's shining tonight. My guys were joking and asking me if there was a chance of rain here tonight, and I told them that uh, there was no chance of rain, that, that we'd be fine. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, speaking of your guys, it... it t- seen putting wrong oil in yeah. When you talk about your guys, Matt, and... Uh, when you come down, you have the ability to take off. These guys, you know, work for a living, and they got to take time off at an afternoon at least to come down and, and race with you. And, and again, they, every pit crew—it's a labor of love. They, you know, they they get to see in, in many different cars, you know, with the Baron's car, with this car, with the Butch Jew car. But you know, the, you know, they sacrifice your time, and it's like the same guys you've had for years. Yeah, I'm fortunate. I got really good help. Um, obviously. We go to these races and uh, it takes a lot you know um luckily uh luckily i got good guys behind me and a good family at home that you know lets me go to these races and um you know we, we did 90 something last year so uh we'll probably be a little less than that with the, with the spring that we've had right now and uh, let's see what we can do you know, we talk about the off, the off time. You know, you're fortunate where you can go in into the, the shop and work and, and gain it. I don't want to say you want to experiment on things, but there's things when you're racing during the summer, you just don't have time to do that. Yeah, I mean, I bought a bought a jet ski last year with my brother-in-law. We actually split on a pair of them, and I think I've rode them like once or twice. So um, probably not a good investment, but uh, racing takes up a lot of time. I mean, you know, like we said, we raced ninety something times last year, and you know, you add in a day or two a week to get to get the race cars ready. That's that's a hundred and something days you're on you're on the road racing. And um, unfortunately for me, I live so far from all these racetracks that I spend a lot of time traveling. So um, you know, it's not so bad when you're doing ninety something. You know, within two hours home but when you're doing 90 something and you're driving six to eight hours each race that's just quite a bit so um i got my truck a year ago and i on the way here i'd seen it hit 30,000 miles so and i only go to the races with that so 30,000 miles in one year of racing is uh, quite a bit one big change since the last time we've probably talked into last year is you know you moved across the border back into you know into the united states and you know what we had back in COVID, it was just just a, a nightmare for you. You know, and being a Canadian and going back and forth across the border, it's not as easy as you think sometimes, especially with a race car. Uh, no, I actually still live in Canada, so oh. um, I live like on the Canadian side of Buffalo, which is uh, Fort Erie, Ontario, or you know the town that I live in is actually Ridgeway. But um, yeah, 
we're I'm like seven minutes from the border, but we still have to wait in the lineup at the border. So today we waited. Uh, when I cross with my without my trailer, I can go in the Nexus lanes, and that's um, that's usually pretty easy. But uh, today I had to cross with the trailer, so it took about thirty minutes in a line. I think that uh, we had a new girl up there in the booth, and um, she was pretty thorough. So uh, she was holding the cars up quite a bit, and that was probably the longest we've waited in a long time at the border. But it's not too bad. I mean, really, um, you know, if that's the biggest inconvenience coming to a race, we're pretty lucky. Since the since the last time we talked, which was at Charlotte, we have a football season, and, and our, we have to joke. You know, we know who, who you who you root for. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan. I think we did pretty good in the draft. How'd your team do? Uh, well, we got a tight end first first round. So, um, I mean, we got Dawson Knox, and um, I forget the guy's name who they drafted. We've been so encompassed in this race and stuff lately. But uh, Dalton Kincaid is his name. Um, seems to be pretty good. I think he only dropped like four passes in his whole college career, so that's pretty good. Um, not sure we needed a tight end. You know, probably a little bit more protection for Josh, but um, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully, obviously, those guys that are getting paid millions and millions to make the decisions on who to draft are less smarter than I am. I can tell you that much. Well, it's funny that we were talking about protection for Josh. You know, the Steelers really bucked up this year and got a lot of big horses to protect Kenny Pickett. And then we also got some tight end. I don't know, he's like 6'7". He's supposed to be a beast. Uh, something Washington. They're going to call him like Mount Washington. So <laughs> it will be good. Well, Matt, it's always good to you know chat with you. It, it's great seeing you here. You know, we don't, you don't get back here very often. And to see you here uh, early in April, it, it, it was quite a pleasure. And generally when you come here... When that six pulls in, there's a little bit of a target on you. But uh, you know the track well. You're a past champion, and I wish you the best of luck this evening. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully the track is good, and we put some good racing on for these fans. Matt, we don't get to see you a whole lot anymore, but it seems like when we do, we get to see you down here in Victory Lane. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Uh, happy to be back. I mean, this place is awesome. Um, tonight, challenging with the weather, right? So... Um, at least we got to race. Uh, always nice to come down and see the fans at Winterville. I mean, they're the best in the world. Uh, so Super Dirt Car Series back in Canada this year. That's got to be good for you, right? I think so. You know, we, we went to some places last year that we're going to go to on the series, and, and we had good runs. So hopefully we can get a, get a few um, kind of like home track, but it's not. It's, it's up in Quebec, which is, you know, eight hours from me, but um, places that we go to, you know, a little bit more often than most. So. I'm excited. It's too bad we don't have series races here. I think that we, you know, this is probably one of the best places race-wise. Um, I think that you can start in the back and, and win a race if you have a good car here. So um, it's unfortunate the series doesn't come here, but, uh, yeah, always always nice coming back here. like to get a uh, learn real share and swing sometime back on the tour. It's been a while, but I know you got a long drive, so who at all do you need to thank that makes this possible? Uh, all the crew that came down, obviously, without them, uh, wouldn't be here. Uh, we were working hard over there. Um, all night to try and get this thing right for the, the conditions. But, um, yeah, the MS&W Service Center, Wayne Con, uh, Big Now Racing Products, and Tiger Shocks, uh, Doug Holmes of Finger Lakes, Build a Motor. Um, you know, everybody's strange axles get this thing uh, to, to stay together in conditions like this, DMI, um, Optional Hose, Daryl Johnson Incorporated, you know, everybody that just makes happen. Always great to see you, brother. Good luck in the Super Dirt Car Series. Always a pleasure. How about another big hand for your feature winner here tonight, Mighty Matt Williamson. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifies. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, 
Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th. And we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, our next guest is Cody Catellis. Cody, good evening. How are you? Good. How you doing, Don? Thanks for having me. I, it's a pleasure. Uh, and based on your work schedule and your racing schedule, I mean, between Hoods Up, Quick Lube, and Top Care Lawn Care, and all this rain and all the racing, uh, do you ever sleep? Uh, not really. Uh, we pretty much work sun up to, to sun down. I, I pretty much uh, work in a race shop some nights till uh, midnight, you know, but that's what you have to do if you want to be competitive and you want to try to win. There's there's a lot of time in these cars, and, and uh, we put a lot of effort in. Let's talk about opening night at Lernerville. I thought you had it, and then that damn caution came out. And, you know, Dietz even said he, he was never going to catch you, but that had to feel good to run that good. Yeah, that was the first time um, in our car that's new to us it was Michael Miller's old car. We purchased off him last year. My dad put that car together, and I'm happy to drive it for him. But, yeah, um, you know, from the heat race, uh, it was uh, we missed the setup a little bit. And then to come out like that in the feature, um, I thought I had it. You just you never know how good you are when, whenever you're out front. You can't really um, judge off of anybody else. So I knew Deets wasn't too far back. And, and when the yellow come out, I seen he was next to me. I knew it was. It's going to be tough to beat him. He's got a lot of laps around there, and he's won a lot of races, though. But, um, you know, to finish second to anybody, happy um, to be him. It was a very good run, and I suspect it's just previews of coming attractions. Now, you're currently the driver for the fourth year. Uh, did you do anything else in racing prior to becoming the driver, pit crew, tire changer, anything? Um, well, I, I've... I've been around racing pretty much my whole life. My grandfather drew, my dad, my uncle, my cousin. I mean, there's a lot of Catalysts that that I grew up watching race. So, um, you know, I, I did what I could in the pits when I was a kid. Um, and then when my dad finally let me get a car four years ago, it kind of all all started there, and and here we are. How many Catalysts, let's just talk drivers, because the show's not long enough to talk about all the Catalysts. How many uh, are currently driving race cars? Uh, well, we got a couple hobby stocks. My dad, uh, my brother John, brother Logan, they all run hobby stocks. Uh, my cousin Joey runs a um, pure stock. Um, and then I run a pro stock and a crate late model. That's amazing. I guess the proper way to talk about your family would call them uh, the Catellus dynasty or the Catellus clan. Because you, when you guys come to a track, I mean, you bring an awful lot of people. And you mentioned on one of the things I 
interviewed you a while back. You said the best part of racing was creating memories with your family. And boy, you really nailed it there. I mean, you can't, the time you're spending with your family, if you were playing football, they couldn't be in the locker room or baseball. They couldn't be on the field. But the shared time that you have, whether you're running one night a week or two nights a week, you're actually on the track maybe an hour, but all the other time at the house, at the garage, in the shop, whatever, that's very special time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The most fun I have definitely is uh, was racing the hobby stocks, uh, being able to uh, to run my dad down that one night. I set the track record the same night. I ran him down, beat him, and it's just something we talk about all week. We you know we do the uh, the YouTube thing. Uh, my brothers do all the GoPros and the, the vlogs and all that, and we watch that through the week and critique each other. You know what you did wrong and what we can do better. This and that, but. Um, no, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we, we race each other harder than we race anybody else. Um, but it, it's definitely something special and something I try not to take for granted. Um, you know, who knows how much longer we're, we're all going to be able to do this the way things are these days. But uh, it, it's pretty special. Years ago, I was interviewing Bob Waring and his son, and they both said the same thing. They race harder when they're racing each other than anyone else. I guess that's human nature. You said the, tef- the toughest part is Mondays because Saturday is so far away. Yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> remember, I said that in our first interview we did. Yeah, it's it's a long it's a long week. Uh, I mean, we start on Sunday now because we got a couple more cars. Um, watch, we try to watch all the cars, the trailers on Sunday, and then. Um, whenever we get to, to Monday, we're either bull checking or starting on the tires and stuff. It's, it's pretty much an, an everyday deal. Um, racing two nights a week now, Friday and Saturday. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of work and time that goes in these cars. No particular track Friday or Saturday. Who do you consider your toughest competitor? Uh, um, I mean, in the, in the stock cars, obviously, uh, I mean, Deeds. I mean, how he's won a ton of races at Larnerville. He's pretty much good at anywhere he goes. Anytime Chris Snyder pulls in a pit, I mean, he's he's always contention to win. There, I mean, there's a lot of guys at Larnerville um, that can win. My dad always used to say, "If you can win at Larnerville, you're you're one you're one bad dude." So he's right. Um, you know, that's the that's the goal for this year is to try to get a win there. Um, and in the crates, though, I mean, this is all new to me this year. I mean, there's there's so many guys that can win. So many guys that's even raced super late models for years that I got to watch, you know, growing up as a kid. Um, I mean, Luke Hans, you know, local guy that he's pretty much dominant everywhere he goes. Um, a lot of other guys that it's Pittsburgh. I got to watch Timmy Schaefer in the sprint cars, and I'll be get the race with him weekly. So it's it's pretty exciting to to race with guys that, that you watch growing up as a kid and and to be able to compete with them. Now, last time we talked, you said your favorite driver was Bobby Pierce. Is that still the situation? Yeah, I've always liked Pierce uh, ever since I was a kid. John Flinter was my favorite local driver growing up, and, and Bobby Pierce. I mean, I guess you could say they drive similar. Um, they're both pretty aggressive drivers. Um, I just like, you know, Pierce, he owns his own stuff. He races his own stuff. He races hard. He leaves it all on the track. I mean, there's... There's feud here and there with him and other drivers, but I mean he he drives with a lot of heart and uh, 
you know, that's all I, I try to run with too. And, um, you know, just try to do, do the best we can. And, you know, he's taught me a, a couple of things here and there just, just by watching him. So I, I, I definitely put him at, at the top of my list. Well, it, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. His dad was pretty good. Um, question that, that with all the cars that the Catalysis have, how big is the shop and are they all in one location? Yeah, they're all in one spot. Um, it's actually not too far from home at all. We're located in Finleyville. Um, it's actually nice. It's actually private. You really can't see it from the road. Um, it's all gated in. Um, we lease a shop from a very nice lady. Um, but uh, it's, I believe it's just between twenty five and 2,700 square feet. Um, we got a nice uh, storage in, in the back. got a bathroom and the main floor is it's it's pretty nice. We got a lift in there, but it, it gets tight with all the cars we have and the tires everywhere. And um, the hardest thing is we call it rearranging the furniture. We only have one lift, so <laughs> um, if you want to put your car in a lift, you might have to move three cars, and um, it takes an hour to, to get to do what you you're trying to get done. So um, that's the most difficult part. But you know we're blessed and, and fortunate that. My dad provides us with a lot of equipment that we need and, and stores and a, a beautiful shop. So I'm um, very, very happy to do that. I think the lift is a key. Now, I, I also think it's very smart that you're not working on the cars at Hoods Up Quick Lube because a lot of guys that do that, where they work on their race car, where they earn their living, one of them suffers, and it's usually the place where they earn their living because you might be hustling to get something done on your race car, and there's a customer waiting there. So I think the Catalysis are doing it the right way. Uh, I figure it's going to be a long time before this ever happens, but if you couldn't go racing, what would you do? Uh, if I couldn't go racing, I mean, um, I, I, I definitely put a lot lot more time in, in my landscaping business. I mean, we... We put a lot of time in already. I got a really good good crew of guys. I have one guy that's just helped run the business for me for about six years now. Um, probably expand out a little bit more, um, and then do a little bit, probably a little bit more hunting and fishing, and and uh, spending time with my girlfriend. Um, she, she puts up with this a lot, and you know she she uh, has a lot of support for me with this. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I really haven't thought haven't thought of that, but. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'd think of something. Well, that's probably 20 years down the road. Now, your girlfriend, J.C., was she into racing when you two got together, or did you kind of bring her into the fold? No, I, believe it or not, she actually was in racing. One of my uh, real good buddies, Todd Weldon, um, his girlfriend um, was, was good friends with her. She would always come to the track. Um, and then we, we I don't know, we, we kind of just, his off one night uh i went over his his place after the races and, and we just talked and um you know things just just went from there so um yeah it, it all all worked out but she uh she, she's down at the race shop right now help, helping us do some things we got rained out this weekend so we got time to, to just organize and, and clean up a little bit but i definitely could not do it without her Fans, we're, we're talking with Cody Catellus. We need to take a commercial break. Cody and I will be back after these messages. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? 
Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Okay, fans, we're back. As I said, we're talking to Cody Catellis. A uh, long time ago, when I asked you your most memorable moment in racing, you said it was your first win, but you've had a lot since then. What would we ca- uh, categorize your uh, most memorable moment at this point in time? Um, I had a really, really good weekend at um, Sharon Speedway. Um, we went up there for the Steel Valley Nationals. It was actually me, one of my best friends, Lucas Weaver, um, Todd Weldon, and my girlfriend, Todd and his crew. Um, it was kind of my first time being out on my own. It was my first year in the car. I'd never been to the track. And you got 60 of the baddest pro stock drivers in the area. Um, we qualified really well. I, I led the heat race, uh, pretty much the whole heat race to the yellow come out. Um, I think I finished, ended up finished second third. I, I forget. But uh, feature time, I drove all the way up uh, mid-pack, and then I, I finished in the top ten. I think I finished seventh, seventh or eighth. That was was an accomplishment to me, uh, especially never being there and, and kind of not, you know, going to my dad to ask his opinion on things and my pap. They were all racing at Pittsburgh that night. But to do it on my own and to make my own decisions, I mean, I was I was very pleased. How about something you've done in racing that you wish hadn't happened? Um, that would be my first night in that pro stock. Uh, it was a practice night at Lernerville. Um, and, well, two things actually were embarrassing. First off, in the hobby stocks, the steering wheel is a lot further away. Um, and these pro stocks and late models, the steering wheel is a lot closer to you. Well, I got in the car and my pant leg caught on a steering wheel shaft and it ripped my whole pants. So I, I pretty much went out and practiced in my underwear um, <laughs> for, for my first time out there. So with that being going on, you know, I'm all, I'm all flustered and everything. And then here, dummy me, I forgot to put gear oil in the rear end and we broke a gear and popped the drive shaft. So I only made a lap and a half. 
So not only did I, I um, make a lap and a half in my underwear, I also, also <laughs> broke. So that's I don't know. I hope I don't ever top that. Um, yeah. But that's got to be my most embarrassing moment and, and wish that never would have happened. A lot of years ago when I was running a semi-late, we were struggling to get the right gear. And we finally got it. And the first night out with the with the new gear, somebody forgot to put the grease in. So I understand how that felt. <laughs> now, there's a lot of different numbers. You're running the number one. Uh, Grandpap was the 64. How did it uh, shake out that uh, you would pick the number one, which is a good number? Yeah. Um, my dad ran the 1K um, in the amateur stock at Pittsburgh for a while. Um, you know, my dad's always been my hero and, uh, you know, it, it, I was just kind of wanted to carry the legacy a little bit. Um, just run that number. I just, it just fit me well. Um, but, uh, yeah, my pap, he's, he's actually still racing, not on dirt. He's racing the drag strip. Um, he has a 68 Camaro he bought, um, last year, but, uh, yeah, Logan's actually, my brother Logan's carrying that legacy with the 64 number. Yeah. I watched Grandpa race a lot of times. Good driver, kind of runs in the family, and you say people think that it's going to be up to you to carry on the Catellus Racing heritage. I like that sound. That's That's got a nice sound to it. Um, last time we spoke, you said you said your goal was to win in a late model, and you're getting pretty close to that, but when we talked before, you weren't in a late model. Is this the first year for the late model? Yeah, this this is my first year. Uh, I haven't had a race in it yet. We got grained out at Pittsburgh Saturday. Um, that's where we're primarily going to run that car. But, yeah, that's that's always been my goal to uh, to race a late model. And uh, never never really thought I'd have the opportunity to do it. So it's, um, it's, it's definitely special, and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, the people that give you that opportunity of your sponsors, now let's take a minute and acknowledge who they are. Um, well, first and foremost, I, I really got to thank um, Anarchy Customs, Greg Beach. Um, he's really led us on the right path um, these last couple of years with, with setup, just just with anything, not even setup related, anything racing related. Um, he's always been there for us, and uh, he's never steered us wrong. Um, helped us win a lot of races and, um, you know, really, really thankful to have him in our corner. Um, hoods up quick loop. That's our family business. I definitely couldn't do it without my dad. Um, and my grandfather, now retired, used to be Drew's Auto Service. My pap, he's pretty much down at the race shop every week, um, every day during the week, I should say. And, um, I could not do it without him. You bet pilot car. That's a new sponsor for us this year on the late model. Um, I have top care, lawn care. Chem Oil, uh, Mighty Auto Parts, Burke Heating and Cooling, Royal Purple, Nap Auto Parts, um, and I'm sure there's some Top Care Lawn Care. Uh, I'm sure there's some I'm forgetting, but just just everybody that helps out on a car. I mean, we really couldn't do it do it without them. Uh, always affordable general contracting. That's how I was forgetting. Uh, a lot of people aren't aware of it. Uh, Greg Beach. Excellent setup guy, excellent chassis builder. His dad and his uncle ran a team. The driver was Banker Beach and raced with them for years. Uh, I, I just, they're great people and a lot of history in racing. Now, how about the pit crew? 
Um, there, there's a lot of guys that, that definitely come out and help. Um, James Barber, he, he's been committed to us um, every week for the last couple of years. He helps us a lot. Uh, my girlfriend, JC, she's always there. Her, her support is, is, is great. Um, all my brothers, like I said, my dad, my pap, um, Joe Ojak, um, he's, a, he's a great help. Um, Todd Weldon, um, he helps us out a lot. He's really gave me a lot of, a lot of, you know, help these last couple years, especially me moving out of the hobby stocks and into the pro stock, him and his dad and his grandfather. Um, my uncle Dave, he's always there on a support level. He gets us hyped up. Um, but, uh, just, just anybody that comes and helps out, I mean, it's all appreciated. There's so much work to, you know, to be done on these cars and, and, um, anybody that, that comes and helps out, we really appreciate it. You folks had a scary situation there a year, year or so ago when somebody jumped the fence and actually landed uh, up against uh, one of your trucks. Were you involved in that situation? Yeah, I was actually getting in the car, going out for hot laps. Um, and I, I remember I was just putting my helmet on. I, I couldn't hear anything. And I seen a car just roll onto my pap's truck and, you know, you don't hear anything. And you just thought that did that really just happen? I, I you know what I mean? It, it, it sounded like it looked like I was in a dream for a second. Um, and next thing you know, everybody's just running over and I hop out, start running. And first instinct was I seen he was, he landed on my pap's truck, which he actually just bought, um, two months ago before his cat accident. Uh, my truck, the whole right side was banged up, and my brother John's truck, his front end was, was a little banged up too. But um, the scariest part, which nobody seen, was my brother Logan. He actually um, got launched um, through the air a little bit, about 10, 15 feet, and, and got uh, hit into my truck, and he left a, a gigantic dent in the side of my truck. Um, nobody's seen it, and he was just kind of laying there, and he was knocked out. He didn't know what was going on. He was conscious, but um, that had to be probably the scariest moment I've, I've ever had in racing, something that it could have been terribly worse um, if he was just a little bit more far forward. hate to think about it, but, um, you know, the good Lord was, was with us um, at that moment because uh, it, it could have been far worse. Yes, it was a happy ending to a bad situation, and I'm glad that everybody was okay. Uh, we're coming up on our next commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just, I really got to, again, thank everybody that, that puts time in for us to do this. Um, you know, just all our sponsors, all the help that comes to the track, um, all, all the fans and, and the tracks, it's still uh Put on these, these great events, the promoters. I mean, you know, this this racing community is really something special, and we're just happy to be a part of it. And we're just hoping to have a, a, a good year this year and um, have lots of fun. Um, I, I really just uh, got to thank my girlfriend, JC. Um, she, she, her support level is, you know, she's there for me day in and day out um, with, with this racing deal. It's it gets stressful at times, especially all the time you got to put in. There's there's not a lot of time to do other things like, you know, going to concerts or going to the movies or dinner, vice versa. So 
um, for her to, to let me do this and, and to support and always be there, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's very important to me. And that's, that's something that, um, you know, we, uh, we're really happy about. You're a very, very lucky guy. And I always tell the drivers during the off season, if JC wants to go somewhere, whether you're interested or not, make sure you take her. Yeah, we tried to. We went on a cruise this year, and, and we got to do some other things. So um, we definitely – she actually tore her um, her ACL um, uh, at the end of summer, so kind of limited doing some things. Um, but we, we tried to definitely venture out and, and do things that, that we couldn't do during racing season. Um, but, uh, yeah, cruise. If you haven't had a chance to be on a cruise, that that was uh, probably the best vacation I've ever been on. So – Definitely looking forward to that again next winter. Well, Cody Catellus, I thank you for being with us. I want to wish you continued success. And when you get that first win, either at Pittsburgh or Lernerville, I'm going to have you back on. How's that sound? Uh, That sounds great. Thanks again. All right. Thank you very much for having me. You know, I got back to Cody because in all the excitement of uh, thanking everybody He forgot one very special person, and I want to give him a chance to do that now. I also really got to thank my mom. She's always been there every week supporting us, whether it's in the stands or in the pits. She's always up there screaming and cheering us on. Um, I'm sure she's probably a nervous wreck at at times, but, um, you know, we we try to make her proud and uh, really happy, you know, she supports us with it all. I've said it so many times. The mom, the girlfriend, or the wife, or the sister, they make incredible sacrifices so you guys can go out and play. And I think your mom is a very special lady, and I'm glad she's up there rooting and hollering for you. How's that? That was perfect. Thank you. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. All right, listeners, our next guest is Jared Barkley. Jared, good evening. How are you? Good, Don. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, I saw your picture and it and the car and it looks so nice and I figure, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while. I had a probably get him on the show but uh speaking of your car i understand you're building a new a new car you got a new port city now what's the story with that yeah so we we ordered a new chassis in december uh 2023 port city 
and uh, we just got it home here in in April and started putting it together. It's kind of taken a little longer than I hoped, but uh, we should have it together this year. So in the meantime, I've been working on the old car, fixing it up, and like said, we put a new wrap on it and got a new look for this year. And the new car will look just like it. Um, so hopefully here by mid-year we'll have two full cars. Uh, so in case we need a backup car or take the older car to some other tracks and try that out. Who does your wraps? Because your cars are gorgeous. <clears throat> um, Brian Lowry, it's BSL Wraps. He, he does a lot of stuff for Bedford. He actually runs the late model at Bedford yeah. Speedway. And, uh, yeah, he's been doing it since I moved to the late model. And I really like his, his stuff that he comes up with. Well, you you got a pretty good uh, background. I mean, you've done mod lights, four cylinders, modifieds, and now late models. Uh, so you're kind of at the top of the list right now, and a lot of good runs. Uh, if you were uh, if you were guessing, what would have been your favorite win? My favorite win was probably the first one in the modified at the asphalt. Uh, we had wins. And all the dirt tracks around here and four cylinders and mod lights and stuff. And when I moved to asphalt at Jennerstown, I thought it was going to be a little easier than what it was. And it took me two and a half years to finally get a win in the modified. So it was uh, a big relief, I guess, to finally get a win. And then, you know, when we moved to uh, late model, it took a year and a half to get a win in that. So it's, it's, Sitting in the stands, watching the asphalt, it looks easier than the dirt, but if anything, it's harder. (laughs) What uh, prompted the switch from the dirt to the asphalt? Uh, I don't really know. I can't answer that. (laughs) I I took some years off. uh, When when I sold the Mod Light, I took some years off. And then uh, Jennerstown reopened in, what was that, 2016? Um, and I was like, well, it's only 18 miles from my house. And we never really, we'd always busy dirt racing and never really paid any attention to it. But when they reopened it, um, it was just the right time, I guess. And I found a good deal on that modified and been hooked ever since. Well, I think it was a wise move. You got a beautiful car. You're always in the front. I guess uh, last Saturday you were glad you were in the front because there was a lot of chaos behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very lucky to start up front last Saturday. Uh, I don't know what was going on with everybody. I guess it was opening night jitters or something. Yeah, everybody wants to win on, well, not the first lap, but on the third lap. They want to win the race on, on that lap. Now, your fiance Katie, uh, you've been with her for a while. I've seen a lot of pictures with uh, you and her in Victory Lane. Was she a racer when you met her? Nope. She never even went to a race before, but now she is. She's, she's hooked now, huh? Yep. Yeah. How did you two meet? Uh, just from uh, mutual friends, friends at work uh, she worked with and people I worked with. And it's Somerset's kind of a small town in that in that perspective. And uh, 
rest is history, I guess. Yeah. Well, it looks like pretty nice history. I mean, on your Facebook page, everybody's complimenting you how nice you two look together, whether it's racing or at some other venue that you're at. How big is yeah. your race shop? It's a 32 by 40 shop. I have it just behind my garage or behind my house. Um, and I work on side by side and stuff in the evenings after work and that's where I keep my car there too. So actually right now we got one and a half cars in there plus some customer stuff I'm trying to work on. So it's pretty full right now. Well, now the side by side off, obviously, uh, a way to earn some money. Do you have a company, that, or do you just do it? Um, it started out just as a side thing, and then uh, it's gotten pretty big. And I used to have a guy work for me, but now it's my real job uh, at Keystone Drill is pretty busy, and I've kind of slacked off on the. I call it Jay Barkley Repair, um, but I don't really do a whole lot. It's just uh, mainly neighbors and close friends and stuff just yeah. to make a couple bucks yeah it doesn't hurt to have a little extra coming in um do you have a favorite driver oh like on the national level anywhere just in general anywhere local national jennerstown it doesn't matter well i mean uh i always liked rusty wallace uh, my dog's actually named rusty after rusty wallace and then uh, when I was a kid growing up, I liked Jeff Gordon, too. And um, right now, probably running NASCAR Cup would be a toss-up between Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. I mean, them guys are pretty good. Yeah. Kyle, I'm writing this down. Um, years ago, back in the 90s, we were doing shows from Daytona, and a rookie that we interviewed was Rusty Wallace. And... I wish I had a picture of him because you wouldn't recognize him. He had a huge afro when he was a rookie. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen pictures of him. Yeah. yeah, but he was interesting, and we, we kind of enjoyed talking to him. How about your toughest competitor in the late models? Well, it's got to be the 75, Barry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, uh, he's always always the one to beat. Um now, this, this opening night there was Owen. Owen had a fast car. I mean, he came from the back to the front, and he was pretty fast. I don't know if Barry wouldn't have got in, tied up in that wreck. Uh, he might have had some competition with Owen this, now, this past o week. Owen's a teenager, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he's only like 17 or 18. Yeah. Wow. Boy, he's got it figured out. Um. A hobby hunter. I looked on your Facebook page, and it looks like every year you get a deer. Well, I've been pretty lucky. Uh, we got a couple acres of woods behind where I live here, and uh, got into archery hunting several years ago, and that's that's where it is. I always grew up. My dad always took me hunting when I was little, growing up, and we just rifle hunted, and that's fun and all, and you see a lot of deer, but to get a buck, you got to go archery hunting. Well, that's that's got to be harder than hunting with a with a rifle, isn't it? Well, I cheat a little bit. I use a, a crossbow. <laughs> okay. Well, we won't call it cheating. We'll just say that's uh, creative. You know. Yeah. 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 It's it's legal now, but it's it's some people say it's too easy. But hey, 
Take them while you can get them, I guess. Now, do you have the meat processed and then actually oh, eat yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a that's a big deal. I have a lot of friends that hunt and uh they definitely have it processed and fill the freezer and they're good to go. Hey uh, listeners, oh, yeah. we're talking to Jared Barkley and we're gonna need to take a commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. All right, listeners, we're back talking to Jared Barkley, the driver of the number 92 late model at Jennerstown Speedway. Um, If you had a goal other than winning races, uh, where would you like to be in five years? Um, I guess winning the championship. uh, That's what we've been after the last two years. Um, Or even going and running a Series where you get to travel around a little bit. Right now, I don't have the time off of work or the or the funding to uh, to do that. But to run like a, like the Cars Series Tour or um, I can't think of what they're called nowadays. They, they change their names every year. But yeah, just to to run the East Coast or something on a on a touring series would be fun. What's your thoughts on the Motor Mountain Masters, which is kind of like a touring series thing, and a lot of cars come in, tough competition? Oh, yeah, it has definitely tough competition. That's where it's an eye-opener to me that, like, we're, we're my team and my funding, we're not there yet. We're not ready to, uh, that would be a big step, I guess, to go to races like that and be competitive. I mean, we're competitive at Jennerstown, but I think that's because we're we have home field advantage there, kind of. Um, but I know to go to the other bigger tracks and race, you know, with Bubba Pollard and Stephen Nassie and those guys, I would need a, to get with a, a bigger team than what we do here in, in Little Somerset, or or a bigger budget, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, that goes along with that, yeah. Well, speaking of budgets, let's talk about the people that uh, sponsor your team. Uh, yeah, um, Kenny Van Bremen, uh, Van Bremen Heating and Air here in Somerset. Uh, they help out big time. Um, Somerset Rentals, we got uh, Appliance Plus. They sell used appliances, uh, refrigerators, washers, and dryers. They have a store here in Somerset and in Pittsburgh. Uh, Vellum Masonry, Newkirst, uh, Restaurant. Let's see. Who else we got? Uncle Brian. How about Kingston Supply? 
Yeah, Kingston Supply. And uh, my uncle Brian and Aunt Jenny, they helped me out a lot. Oh, on our Lake Lake Listy LLR excavating. They're here in Somerset also. Um my family, my brother comes up and helps me, my mom and dad help. Um How about Nepper Repair? Are they still with you? Yeah, yep, Nepper Repair, yep, they're right up the road from me. And the Oak Oakhurst Grill. Yeah, Oakhurst restaurant, yep. Yeah. A lot of good people there. Many, many years ago, I ate at the uh, Oakhurst uh, place. My father had a, a camp up in uh, Mill Run, but that was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Now, oh, you, yeah. Well, I've been around a while. Actually, funny story about that is Barry Ellie's mom. The Oakhurst Grill, uh, you have some connection to that place? Well, it was just a, a funny story. Barry Audie's mom works there still. She worked there, I think, I think from when she was a little girl. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I I know his mom. I didn't know that. Now you mentioned you were starting to mention your crew, but for a while there, your brother was also driving. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he ran a street stock and a modified the Jennerstown. Uh, but now he decided he just wants to uh, help me part time, and and his son, my nephew Alex, he's my spot, he's my main spotter. He comes every week and spots for me. He does a really good job, and he's uh, going off to college this summer, so I might lose him a couple weeks. He's busy with other stuff. Where's he going to go to school? He's going to Washington. PA to a school. I can't remember the name right now, but probably W and J. But that's uh, that's immaterial. Yeah, uh, Washington and Jefferson. Yep. That's okay. Yep. How about uh, other crew members? Did we miss anybody? Uh, yeah, my buddy uh, Matt Stipe, uh Ben Rose, uh, Zach Warball, uh, Rick and Nolan Chandel. They come every week to the pits. Uh, Mark Cole. He helps me a lot. <clears throat> The whole Dunmire crew, uh, we're kind of neighbors, uh, Dunny and, and his wife Amy, um, and we put together down there and we help each other as much as we can. He runs pro stock. There was no competition there, which is nice. We can be friends. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about him swiping any of your secrets, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, we're coming up on a commercial break. Uh, is there any closing thoughts, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just give a shout-out to my fiance Katie. She makes all the food for us every week and uh, feeds my guys when they come over. Like right now, my buddy Matt's here. Uh, we're working on the new car, and she just made a supper for for the evening, and no, we couldn't be couldn't be doing what we do here without her. Well, it's like a broken record, and I say it in every interview. Whether it's the fiance, the mom, the girlfriend, the sister, the women on the team are the glue that holds it together. And think about all the things they do that the fans in the stands never see it. But without it, you'd be in big trouble. Oh yeah, yep. Yep, I gotta keep us fed, and she does a, a lot of the Facebook stuff for me, and um, the t-shirts, sales, and stuff like that. A lot of the behind scenes, like you said. 
Well, in addition to doing all that, she's beautiful. So you're a pretty lucky guy. You're racing, got a gorgeous fiance, a, a nice group of sponsors, and a new car coming. Life is good. Yeah. Yep, yep, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. It reminds me of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also tell the guys this. During the off-season, if she wants to go somewhere, whether you're interested or not, get in the car or the truck and go with her because that's payback. Yep, yep. Okay, well, Jared Barkley, as usual, a nice interview. I want to wish you continued success and try to avoid that chaos they had last week. All right, Don. Thank you for having me on. You have a good evening. Thanks. You too. Racing season is here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open Four Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th. Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th. And we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. Hey, listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tony Aubrey. Uh, Tony, good uh, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Good. Doing real good. Uh, now, since 99% of our interviews are drivers, car owners, whatever, people are probably thinking, uh, who's Tony Aubrey? So <laughs> I'd like you to take a minute and explain what you do, which I think is wonderful. Sure. Uh, again, Tony with an organization called Operation Vet Now, or we go by OVN. Uh, it's a veterans organization, and uh, we do outreach to help uh, veterans get connected to care and support in our community. Uh, we've got lots of good organizations out there, but uh, our our mission is really the outreach. Go to events like racing, uh, where we know veterans uh, hang out. They participate, they're fans, and then we help make the connection. And the second part is we, we honor our service members that we've lost in combat um, to continue to remember their names and, and their stories. And, and that's a lot of what OBN's uh, mission is all about. Well, you spent a lot of time in the uh, U.S. Air Force. And when you got out, uh, I believe you got into marketing. But when and how did the transition come to be part of this uh, OVN? Well, Right, it's been 
22 years on active duty and, uh, you know, grew up in Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, moved back home and then, uh, you know, went to work uh, right out of the military. But after years, um, we had a couple situations where we lost some guys, girls we served with. Uh, we lost some to suicide. Um, and uh, it really got a lot of us thinking. Uh, and we looked into it and realized how, how bad this was. You know, at one point it was over 20 a day were taking their own lives. And probably about 10 or 12 of us that served together, we decided to try to get together. And they said, Let, let's do something probably four or five years ago to try to help. Um, and so we looked out there at where we could be of assistance. And that's when we, uh, a couple of the guys had the idea of outreach and really just helping um, get to veterans um, and get them, get them help. Because a lot of times with the mental health side, you don't see the injury like a, uh, like an, uh, like a physical injury in combat. You know, we deal with what we call an invisible injury. Uh, and so, few years back, I stepped away from the busy life working-wise. I got a kind of a traditional job, and it allowed me time to just volunteer a lot more with, uh, with OVN. And uh, I took that marketing skill, event marketing, sports marketing, and I tied that together. Um, that's kind of how we got involved in racing. You know, we, we knew that that is a great uh, sport, very patriotic, and, and they have a lot of veterans and veteran family members that are race fans. So that's uh, that's how I got started, and my background, military, and all that came together under OVF. I admire you and your friends for what you're doing. Uh, so that we need to further explain. So you approached Tom Golick, and talk about how that came to be. Yeah, you know, Tom is just, you know, a, a great, great American, just a great guy. And we did some events out of Jennerstown a couple years back. We got together with some organizations, set up there, talked to a lot of veterans. And this guy approached me, and he had these beautiful metal eagles, red, white, and blue. And he said, uh, "He said, hey, he said, um, my son's in the Air Force. He serves right now. He's a loadmaster on a C-17, travels all over the world. And he said, I just want to give you these to give out to veterans. He said, I want to, I just, you know, I, I want to do this. And they're beautiful. So, you know, we did a, we did like a, a drawing for veterans, like a free drawing, and we gave them out, and they loved them. And Tom said, I want to do that again. And we got to talking more, and he learned a little bit more about our mission with veteran suicide prevention and honoring the fallen heroes. And we, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, we came to the idea of, hey, let's put this on a second car Tom bought. Uh, races, you know, a few races a year. Uh, and it was really cool. He's had a, a prior Marine, uh, prior soldier army guy drive this car. And the message on that car is all about veteran suicide prevention, um, ways to get help. And, and Tom is really, because of him and his generosity is, is really, he's made this happen. So, um, you know, that's where it grew. You know, he approached us really with wanting to do something for veterans and, and it grew into something more. And we're really excited for this year. Uh, some of the things we have planned. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tony Aubrey from Operation Vet Now. You know, Tom's a stand-up guy. He's just, he's amazing. I've known him since he started racing as a teenager. The car is beautiful. And you mentioned 
a lot of the vets go to the races or participate, and it's a very patriotic sport. You know, the national anthem, the flags, the the the, the love of the sport. I mean, there's a fellow race up there named uh, Mozzie, was a veteran, and when he won the race last year, he actually saluted the fans. So the patriotism runs deep in racing, and that's one of the things I love about it. It's just amazing. Now, you have an, do you have an event coming up soon? Yes. You know, the the twenty Memorial Day weekend, uh, we call it the Jennerstown Salutes, uh, and um, that's, that's going to involve quite a bit of, of uh, what we talked about, our mission, executing that at the event. That is just amazing. Now, your your office, do you have an office where people can come and see you, or is this outreach just going to their location? Exactly. We go to those locations. Uh, we're completely a mobile outfit um, of all volunteers. So we look for that. We, we've been out at, like, snowmobile races, like professional snowmobile races, get sixteen to 20,000 people together um, for over two days. Uh we're actually going to set up a booth up in Pocono this year. Um, you know, they've helped us out. And uh, so, yeah, we, we go out, uh, you know, but social media, and we have a website, and uh, people can contact us anytime. We get quite a few veterans that reach out to us through that means that like to get, you know, help or just have questions. Well, the feeling of, uh, I don't know how you would describe it, when you go and visit a vet and for them to understand these people are here to help me, and God only knows how many people you've dissuaded from wanting to do something to hurt themselves. Yeah, I tell you, Don, that's the reason we do this. You know, um, we, you know, on our, if you, we're, we're we're kind of a little bit older on the older side, veterans, probably seventy five percent of us, and uh, it was a big joke. We added up our years of active active duty, and it was over two hundred, and. We look back and we serve our country, and we know what people give up when they put that uniform on and they serve and they serve in combat. And we just, um, to us, if we just see, even reach one veteran at an event, it's a hundred percent worth every every cent, every hour, every minute we spend to do that because that's a life saved. Um, and and uh, and that's our mo- that's really our motto is to be there for our veterans. Well, do you want to uh, explain how they could get to your website if they want to get more involved? Yeah, absolutely. So just short for Operation Vet Now, it's opopvetnow.org. Um, and you can see our three projects that we just talked about. You know, we call it the Veterans Village Outreach. And then, of course, our Fallen Heroes Tribute, um, which, you know, the 27th that night at, at Jennerstown Speedway, that's what we'll be uh, we'll be putting that on. We'll have Gold Star families there that night. Uh, and these are all local local guys and girls that we lost in Iraq this year we're honoring, about uh, 17 of them. Well, Tony, I want to give you an open invitation. Anytime you want to tell people about your organization, you have my number, you give me a call. I applaud you and your friends for what you're doing. I've seen you in action when I was up at Jennerstown. It's a great right. thing for the great bunch of people um we're coming up uh, on a commercial do you have any closing thoughts anything you'd like to add no I, I tell you just appreciate us having us on and uh you know if, if i could shout out one person who really helped us in, in this particular area is billy rebar he was 
just such a, a great guy that really helped us out a lot. And then again, Tom. But, and, you know, thank you for having us on. You mentioned two stand-up people, Billy and Tom. Well, I want to thank you for being with us. And again, anytime you want to publicize what's up, just get in touch with me. Thank you. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now here on Rapid on Racing is a longtime driver in the pro stock division at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. He is hammered down Mike Harris. Mike, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Thanks for your time this evening. Thanks, Howard. Glad to be here. Happy to have you. So, man, it's been a long time coming. We've talked about having you on the show, but it's just never really panned out. But here we are. Finally made it happen. So thank you. I appreciate your patience and uh, your willingness to still come on with me even after putting you off for this long. (laughs) Yeah, I figured someone backed out, so you called me. I figured (laughs) I was busy or somebody else fell through. I get it. I understand. <laughs> no heavens, no. No, I was I, I was pleasantly happy to say you were my first call. So we're, oh, we're good. <laughs> nice. Need money or anything or what? <laughs> <laughs> what shoot from the hip. What's the point here? <laughs> so, Mike, for those of you, for those who are listening now, I obviously know who you are. A lot of people who are listening probably know who you are. But there's going to be people out there who are listening that don't know who you are. So, for a second here, let's go ahead and talk about you a little bit. Uh, let's talk about your start that got you into racing. When did you get started, and about how long have you been doing this now? Well, I started uh, drag racing when I was a young kid. And then um, in 2005, 2006, I went to Lernerville and um, I seen a guy go over the hill and I was like, oh man, that guy, is, he's history, he's toast, you know? Well, next thing you know, the guy come flying back on the track. He was like Lee Majors and Fall Guy. You know, I don't know if you're probably too young to remember that show, but he never missed a spot. And it, it was like, man, I got to try this. But so I tried it at Pittsburgh um, in a 27 car of Jim Moore. Back in the day, Ralphie Highsong used to drive that car, and I I ended up buying it. But um, that's how it started. So what been year, doing it ever since. What year was that? Uh, two thousand six. Oh wow. Okay, so continuously since two thousand and six. Yeah. Wow, that's dirt. on dirt. On dirt. Yeah, I've been racing there. Gotcha. Yeah. So you said you you started in drag racing. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, I ran junior dragsters growing up as a kid, and then um, went to cars and stuff like that nothing like top fuel or anything just regular street racing and keystone walking some you know some um asphalt stuff never in the anything else no dirt bikes or anything 
Now, are you a first-generation driver? Did your dad or grandpa race or anybody in your family? No. No, just me. So you said you started off in the number 27 car as a basically as a hired driver for just a try it out for a couple of nights, and then you purchased the car. Uh, you've had the number 18 for as long as I can remember. Has that always been your number? Uh, no, it was um, 27, then it was... Um, it was yeah, I was eighteen for a while, for a long time. I bought a car, uh, Bob Schwartzmiller, back in the day, and that was uh, F twelve. That was my daughter's birthday, February twelfth. So that's how that came to be. But um, then I was the Kyle Busch fan because I like M and M's. You know, no one likes Kyle Busch, no one likes me. I stuck with it. I was like perfect. Well, you so that came to be. <laughs> you would definitely make my mom happy then because she loves the M&M car. She hates Kyle Bush, but she loves the M&M car, yeah. so it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Skittles not too much, but M&M's is good. What kind of M&M's? This is the important uh, question. Peanut. I'm a peanut M&M guy. Very good. Not peanut butter, but peanut. Yeah, peanut, yeah. Yeah, okay. I completely I completely agree with you. That is the top-tier yeah. quality uh, M&M on the market, hands down, no doubt about it. That's why I go with a two-piece suit now because my one piece is uh, yeah, I get a little snug. Too, M- too many M and M's. I totally too get many M and M and cherry Pepsi. Cherry Pepsi. <laughs> well, if you're ever looking for if you're ever looking for marketing opportunities, man, that's right there. M and M's and cherry Pepsi. You're 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 right in there. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, have you always been in a pro stock, or have you flirted with a few? Yeah, I've never driven anything else. Uh, I figure uh, a hobby stock, I'd probably wreck it, just because like when they. Spin out, you hear the tire squeal, and I'm like, that's not good. You know, Pro Stock has a little more time. I mean, we started off with eight inch tires. You know, when I was past probably 06 and after that, I raced with Danny Rich and Jake Simmons and Joe Anthony and them. I was with them guys, and then I branched off by myself. So, you know, everybody goes their own different ways, but, you know, we still race together. And Good camaraderie between you guys, even though after the split and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I need something, I call them guys. Or if I've had Jake hop in my car. I'm like, if I don't feel like racing, I'm like, Jake, you want a wheel? Just to, you know, get the snake back in the seat. So he's 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 definitely one of the veterans. He got a lot more wins there than um, not many, but probably maybe one or two other people have just as many wins as him. Yeah, he's definitely. Up I know there. Danny Rich is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely up there. You're in good company with names like that. And speaking of names and drivers who you've raced with in the past, you've also had some drivers fill in for you from time to time. So what kind of drivers have been behind the wheel of the 18 car? Uh, the 18 car. I've had Jake. I've had uh, Danny, um, Vince Laboon. Uh, it's always nice just to get him back, you know, in the, in the racing because he doesn't do it much. But, I mean, while the track's still there and, you know, we're still kicking, you know, hop in. It's nice to, you know, see him wheel or have fun, keep him in his, you know, his youth, so to, so to say. Um, I've had Noah last couple of years um he's going to his crate car um so kind of focusing on his crate a little more pro stock and crate for him to go back and forth he could do it but um this is you know try to keep his main focus um on the on the crate lake because uh even daryl charlier it's just a big adjustment when when you you're at pittsburgh and you're going from a crate to a pro stock or pro stock to crate you got to get used to the steering real quick and you end up hurting yourself because you're trying to drive the pro stock like the crate crate like the pro stock it just doesn't work out you know so be focused on that program like that'll be good for him because he spends a lot of money on good cars and stuff and just really want to see him focus on that so yeah and by noah you mean noah brunel for those who don't know 
Yep. 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 Very, very smooth driver, talented. You know, he could hop in the car anytime and, and you know, and get back into it, you know, with no problem. But I think, like I said, this year, I think he's just going to focus on his crate um, and try to up his game because, like I said, he's worked hard to to get to that game. That kind of leads us to 2023, right? Because now we're looking at this situation where Noah's going to be focusing on his own ride. Uh, any plans to have any other drivers fill in for you for 2023, or are you looking to see if you're just going to do it yourself this year? I'm just going to do it myself. Um I just I'm gonna send the car to Chris Snyder, have him scale it and everything, and um, see where it's at after all the updates that he wanted to do to it. And I was hesitant, but I said, oh, "Go ahead and do it." So um, one of those guys might fill in and, and test it out and see how it how it goes. Um, I'm definitely gonna do the Learnerville practice in a couple weeks. Um, that's been my nemesis. Uh, I ran a couple good laps there back in the day. Um, one, one was decent and then the tow truck took me the rest of the way around and then that was it. I never took my car back there. <laughs> so you only so gave it like one chance? Myself. So, uh, before I hop in and head out in a feature, I'd like to do, um, like I said, that practice that they have. So we'll do that and get it dialed in for there. And if Christian Snyder or Chris wants to hop in it and, you know, just get that tune set up in there, um, that'd be great. Other than that, I'll take it to Pittsburgh. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Yeah, I think one of your goals, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, um, you, you, I'm not sure if you've ever made a, an Ed LeBoo Memorial race, but you certainly have raced in them, and you've always had, sometimes, I shouldn't say always, but you've had higher guns in your cars for that race specifically, uh, because you have an analogy of like, if, if the big game's coming up for the Super Bowl, you want your star quarterback yeah. in there, you don't want the backup yeah. in. So. You don't put your backup in, your quarterback in for the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's it. You know, plus that race, it's real hard to crew chief and drive at the same time because it's everything's rushed. If something does happen, it, it makes it even worse. So it uh, you you need somebody that's actually going to, you know, be a good contender. You want to ride around in the back, 
or mid pack, that's one thing. But I mean, that race, we definitely we go there to win. That's that's it. I don't want to finish fourth, fifth, you know, third. We go there with the intentions to win. So I think the one year Noah, we started in the back, and I mean, he went all the way to fourth. So then he ran out of laps. So that, that was a big, that was a big, uh, uh, impressive move, you know, on his part. So that's when I knew I had a good car. That's the last car I'm ever going to get. Like I'm ever going to buy. I'm like that. As soon as it's gone, I'm going to retire. Well, that's a, that's the interesting thing right now. So you know you got a good piece. Now you're going to be behind the wheel of it. So it's your year to show that it's uh, it's not just the uh, driver. It's well, or rather, it's not just the car. It's the driver. You're like you can do this yourself, right? And I think I made a at the Boone race, and I made the Willie White race, and uh, a couple other ones. Um, just I'm getting older. Whenever you're there, pretty much every weekend for 20 years, you know, 18 years, it, it's a lot. You know, the family wants to do stuff. The kid is growing up. You know, my girlfriend wants to do stuff. I have things that I don't even use. I'm like, you know, I'm definitely going to just take a break from racing if I go out there and you know want to feel like racing i will if i don't want to i'm just not i'm, I'm tired of worrying about car counts or uh you know oh there's only eight i better go make nine you know it's let the next generation come up and you know the mcgills and guys like that move up yeah i can definitely to, understand that um you know so well, i guess 2023 or we're not necessarily looking at a full-time sort of situation then or what are we thinking it depends how the opening night goes. <laughs> opening night goes pretty good, then uh, you know it's good. I, I, there's been years where I didn't break, and, it, and it's been I was fortunate. But everybody breaks. The monkey fell on my back the last couple of years. So it was you know it was my turn to break. Everybody goes through it, and if you haven't, you will. That's all I got to say. You know, so it was my turn, and again, uh, we rebuilt the motor. We went to Sharon. Uh, got tore up there on the first couple laps and then, you know, nowhere to go. It was just uh, a parking lot and then blew the motor. And uh, that was it. Just so rebuild it in the car and uh, try this year for a better year. Yeah, you were just telling me a little bit ago, you have the engine on the dyno, ready to test it down at Brockers Machine Shop. So, uh, you know, you've got a good piece, you know, you got a good engine, or at least you're going to find out if you have a good engine once you run that dyno. So hopefully nothing goes wrong there. Hopefully everything's good and you're ready to go for opening night. Yeah, everything, anything could happen. But as long as I just get it dynoed and just get it tuned, I don't care about numbers. I just care about quality and running smooth. I mean, you can't win a race if you don't finish it. Absolutely. So while we're coming up here on a close, uh, real quick too, I want to mention your sponsors and I, well, rather I want you to mention your sponsors because this is arguably the most important thing on the entire race car, uh, that help the people to help make you go around, uh, people that you want to thank for this opportunity to race every year. Yeah, definitely Jerry Malley, the mad scientist. He, uh, he's the backing behind everything. Um, my engine builder, my advice guy, just, just the knowledge and, you know, everything like that. Plus he's a mentor. So that's, uh, you know, and father figure. So it's definitely, um, you know, without him, you know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be racing as easily, um, you know, housing the car, keep it there. So, I mean, we go, we help each other out so much. So anything he needs or I need, we just call each other up and like, Hey, so, so that's definitely, definitely one of my top, um, sponsors. The Simon Brockers. Um, then you got Mr. Magic Car Wash, Graveyard Heating and Cooling. Um, 
That's Jesse from Octane Graphics, Octane Customs. Uh, Steel City Landscape, um, my employer. Um, and other than that, so that's about it. Oh, and Fast Andy. Can't forget about my guy, Fast Andy. He's uh, he's one of the Learnerville guys. He, um, one of Chris Snyder's friends and our mutual friend. He helps out a lot. He's definitely, uh, definitely a good guy and good sponsor. So you'll be seeing him real big on the card this year. It'll say Fast Andy on the quarter panel on the left. There you go. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap things up here, I do want to do a little quick qualifying session here with you, a quick qualifying rapid fire of questions, three questions, three laps, if you will, uh, to get to know you just a little bit better. So question number one, what kind of music do you typically listen to? Uh, I listen to 105X, the X mostly. I mean, I I listen to everything, um, country, hip-hop, no rap, um, just a little bit of everything, but most of my presets are... uh, you know, one oh seven nine, um one oh four seven the X. Um and that's about it. There you go. All right, favorite food. Favorite food would be chicken parmesan. Perfectly olive garden. <laughs> See people give Olive Garden a bad rap, but I'm telling you what, it it's it's good enough. It gets the job done. It's good, yeah, it's good enough. It's in my price range. You know, I got my race car fuel. I can't, I can't go to Bravo or, uh, you know, somewhere else. Olive Garden's good enough and the breadsticks are phenomenal. So that's, that's where we're going. And it never stopped coming, buddy. Yeah. Plus the little mints. Can't, can't, can't get without those. That's right. See the whole package, the whole package. It's just good. All right. Question number three. Uh, what do you do outside of racing for work? You broke up. What'd you say? Uh, question number three, what do you do outside of racing for work? Oh, for work? What do I do outside of work? Um, work on the race car, um, do my honey-do list, work on the, the camper, the quads, just anything for Jerry, anything for the house. Got to keep the missus happy. Um, so that's about it. Other than that, if I can help other people, I do. People call me all the time. They need something. I'm right there. If I call them, then they're like, ah, At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's one 800 Today's Victory Lane will include interviews from Lernerville with Mike Norris, Brandon Spithaler, Matt Williamson, and first-time Pro Stock winner Jake Dietz. Tyler Harris has Victory Lane interviews from Pittsburgh that include Brandon Burgoon, John Mollick, and Gavin Kokelis. 
Gator from Jennerstown Speedway spoke to Billy Roberts, Joe Maruka, and Jeff Giles. Howie Bayless has an interview with Mike Doritsky in Victory Lane at Lake Trobe Speedway. Alex Faree won the feature at Marion Center in the number one Cochrane Super Late model. Mercer Raceway winners include Big Blocks, Rex King Jr., Sport Compacts, Andy Thompson, Limited Modifieds, Gage Priester. The 410 Sprints went to Brandon Spithaler, his second win in two days. The B feature was Jeremy Weaver and the Stock Cars, Josh Seip. At Hummingbird, the Pro Stocks went to Bruce Hartsfeld. The Econo Mods was Zach Eitzel, his first career win, his first career feature win. Super late models, Dwayne Brooks, first time since 2017. Semi-late model feature winner was Nick Lafredo. Pure stocks, Josh Fields. And the four-cylinder race was suspended due to track conditions. Will be resumed next week. Special thanks to our track photographers, Tommy Hines, Steve Skarupa, Benji Huzzick, Howie Bayless, and Ashley Moyer. A lot of great photos from a lot of great photographers. Thank you. You've won a lot of races here in a lot of ways over the last several years, Mike. Tonight was a war of attrition. Talk to us about the patience that it takes going through that many restarts and waiting that long to finally be here in victory lane. Uh, it was trying for sure. Uh, seems like a lot of times I'm leading, there's a couple restarts. but I, I, I feel like I don't need any more practice, but they, they really like to give them to me. But... Uh, yeah, I just uh, I gotta say thanks to Joe Corrado for giving me this opportunity and letting me beat the crap out of his car there for 25 laps. Uh, I give Dan and the guys credit; they tried, but with as much rain as we got, that was just inevitable. But uh, yeah, it's, that was pretty wild. So, new car, new combination. I'm gonna test you and see how many of these sponsors you know this early in the season. Uh, I gotta thank Optimal Transport, Helltown Brewing, um, Jay's Automotive, uh, Millerstown Pick Apart, uh, Penstar Ventures. Uh, I'll say D&D Auto Salvage just because old habits die hard. But uh, Integra Shocks, Rocket Chassis. Um, Corey Fox Trucking does a lot for this area, and uh, he's a huge part of this program, so thanks to him. And uh, i got to thank my crew, Dakota, my wife, Jessie, my mom, my sister, um, Mary, uh, Uncle Bernie, Kevin, all the guys back at the trailer, man. If it wasn't for them, this car and any car I drive wouldn't be good. I'm just lucky enough to drive them all. So it's kind of kind of surreal driving it, seeing 10 on the scoreboard and not thinking it's you know Jared or Alex, but uh, hopefully we get used to it. Congratulations on yet another feature win. That Firecracker 100 weekend is going to get closer and closer. Not sure we're going to see a track like this on the Firecracker weekend, but you never know. It's always good to be prepared for all situations. How about another big hand for tonight's feature winner, the Crusher, Mike Norris. He's out of the car, headed up on top of the tail tag. I'm a big hand for Brandon Spinhaler. Got some mean teeth on that wicker bill up there. Brandon, we've been talking about track conditions all night, and it didn't occur to me until you made that pass for fourth. This is exactly the kind of track that you won on back in 2016, one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen in a sprint car here at Lernerville Speedway. Did that click for you as well? Every week I come here hoping that someday it'll rain and the racetrack will look like this every week. So this is, everyone has a kind of track. Some guys like it slick. Some guys like it fast and tacky. What do you love about this track? If it's a cornfield, it's my driving style. So I'm glad it rained all week. Any reason why that is? Better be lucky than good. I don't know. 
Well, it sure was fun to watch. It's been a little while uh, since you've had that kind of performance here. And I don't know if you remember. I remember clear as day. That was the last race, the last night we had Dow Carnahan. So some emotions here with that, but just a, another absolutely dominant performance. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I can't do it without my crew. Uh, my wife, Nikita, Dave Steiner, Cassie, uh, my in-laws, Tony and Dana, Scott McClymans for helping out tonight. Uh, Travis Shar helped me put the car together last night. We weren't going to come because we were planning on running Kokomo on Tuesday. Then that moved to Wednesday. Then it got washed out, and we figured, well, we can't just sit home. So here we are. So we're glad to have you. Congratulations on another feature win. How about a big hand for Brandon Spithaler, winner of tonight's People's Natural Gas 410 Sprint Feature. Get ready for a party. Jake Deets is a Flirtaville feature winner. <laughs> Tyler Deesha said, I love you, man, and you passed me. Not enough just to win, but he passed Big Brother to get that win. You want to swing the tee? Catch your breath a little bit? This has been a long time coming. You've watched Big Brother win a lot of these. You've come close. How does it feel to finally be standing in Terry Bowser, Victor Lane? all for yourself it feels amazing uh especially after the last two weeks our families had uh last wednesday night our grandma passed away from uh cancer so that was uh that was rough and then yesterday was 12 years since my dad passed away and he's never got to watch me race before so i'm glad he's looking down proud of me so this is very emotional I can't do it without my amazing crew, guys. Matt, Jay, Wes, Curly Ryder, especially my brother Tyler, Peterman, Todd, Jeff. There's too many people to thank. It's like you have the whole town of Cabot down here. I forgot the car owner, Charlie. He's sitting over here. I'm, I'm so happy for this opportunity he's given me. What about sponsors, um, other crew that you may have missed? Uh, Saxonburg Heritage Wine Cellars, they're phenomenal. John's Automotive. Uh, Mars Beer Distributor, Palooza Roofing, Foster Poles, Kelly's Family Diner in Saxonburg, uh, Deets Fabrication, my girlfriend Brooke. I think I got everybody. If not, I'm sure it's the first time. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Soak it all in, brother. You've enjoyed it. You've definitely earned it. Jake Deets is a Lernerville feature winner. The Mike's Auto. Gary's Auto Sales, Collins Roofing, number 90J, here in Victory Lane. Second win of the weekend. Safety gear undone. Let's give a round of applause. He's coming out of the car. The Mad Dog, Michael Doritsky. Field's working. Michael, this car was just on a rail tonight. It didn't seem like anywhere you wanted to go, you had the bite, you had the traction, and you had the car. Yeah, the car was really good. I mean, it was good all weekend. Um, in that heat race there, I took a bad push, and I figured out I wasn't driving it hard enough. And then uh, we made a good comeback there in the heat, and for the feature, I freed it way up, and it seemed to work pretty good. It seemed like you were very drivable. You could go in at different angles into the turns, whether the car is in the middle groove, a top groove. It just seemed like the car was completely under you. 
Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it was just uh, the car was really a dream. I mean, I was just holding the wheel straight and holding to the floor pretty much. That's all I was doing. Um, when the car is spot on like that, it's really good. It's hard to beat. Probably anybody could drive it, even me. Probably, honestly. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. But you know what, Mike? Coming up on June 3rd, the Jester Bustle Memorial, there's going to be a lot of big-name crate drivers. But you've been making a name for yourself here at Lake Trobe and at other tracks throughout the tri-state area. But what's it like knowing that they're coming to your house trying to take your money? Oh, I mean, it, it means a lot. It brings my confidence up a lot. Because usually we go to, like, Lernerville or something for big money, and we don't run, like, two times a year. And uh, being a track you run every week, my confidence is pretty good. I can't wait. And let's go ahead and talk about this crew, the sponsors, and this team. And I see your uh, your mom's here, and uh, it's always nice to have mom here, especially uh, she had a little uh, illness recently, and it seems like she's getting better. Yeah, she uh, well, she got sick down in Delaware and went into the hospital. We, and, uh, ever since then, it seems like our team just been on a tear just trying to tr- prove a point. And, uh, and I just can't thank them enough. I mean, everybody helps out on the car. I mean, uh, my mom, dad, Randy, Josh, Brandon, my wife, Jenna, uh, Slavic. Just everybody helps out on the car, all my sponsors. I mean, uh, Gary's Auto Sales, Collins Roofing, Kelly Construction, Payloads, Body and Color, Economy Furnace, Economy Electric, Valvoline, um, Route 21, Jackpot. Just everybody helps me out. It really means a lot, and I appreciate it. Race fans, let's give a round of applause for the Mad Dog from Masontown, Pennsylvania, Michael Doritsky, your K2 Engineering Crate Lay Model winner. Race fans, how about that, Billy the Kid Roberts? Put your hands together for him. Man, Billy, we have known each other for a minute. You're always fast at anything you drive. You've been here right, before. You've been here before. You've raced here. You have not been to this track before. This is your first time here. The Green Machine is down at Victory Lane, buddy. You got some people on this hot rod you want to thank? Absolutely. I definitely got to thank that right there, my Dynamite Motors, they built me a hell of a motor for this. Martin's Auto Body, Mars Trucking, he's our fuel sponsor, best sponsor you can have almost, besides the tires. Slimans, CNC Wholesale, Top Notch Race Cars, and of course the WOBL and WDLW, and I think that's all of them. And all the fans, it's a great, great coming out here and all these fans being out this early in the day. Race fans, did you guys have a good time watching this man drive tonight? I want you guys to put your hands together one more time for Billy the Kid, Robert! What a drive here by Maruka, going toe-to-toe with the track's winningest driver ever and passed him cleanly. Man, what an effort by Joe Maruka. Can he hold on to this thing? White flag waves the Mission Critical Solutions last lap. Joe Maruka, what a drive for this 90 machine. Out of turn number four. Checkered flag will wave. Joe Maruka picks up the win. Audi falls to second. Jared Barkley will finish third. Mike Sweeney fourth. And Brian Ship fifth. That's your top five on the scoreboard. Presented by Saferno Well Service and TriStar Motors. Uh, had a fast car tonight. Was able to uh, get around that 75 of Audi. As uh, they reposition this 90 car. He's a little high on that front stretch uh, for Model Uniforms Victory Lane, so we'll get him repositioned and pull in there, and we'll send it down to our friend Gator down on the track that down there in Model Uniforms Victory Lane. Gator, that 90 car was fast. You know what? I've got some uh, interesting questions to ask Joe. That was an amazing run that he had. So we're just waiting for him to uh, get out of the car here. And All right, he's coming out of the car. Let him know you appreciate him. Joe Maruka, your uh, winner here tonight on the late models. Congratulations, Joe. I just saw that big sigh, brother. How you feeling? 
Uh, I feel pretty good after that, after being uh, out of the car for well, a little over a year now, it feels pretty good. Well, uh, this thing came out of nowhere with about uh, 10 or so laps to go. What uh, what made that happen for you? I just had a good car from uh, really when we unloaded. It's been really fast since then and just bided my time and here we are. Now, for somebody that's still learning all the uh, minor and finer points of this, it was much warmer this afternoon. It's a little chilly now. Did you have to make any tweaks between afternoon practice, the heats, and now? We didn't make any changes on the car all weekend. Wow, okay. You set it up right. Do it once, do it right. Okay, thank your sponsors and pay some bills. Uh, i got to thank uh, all the crew. They, they work really hard over the uh, off-season here trying to get this car back, actually, after we wrecked it a year ago. Uh, thank everybody for helping out. I uh, wish my wife and son were here, but uh, we'll celebrate with them later on. All right, sounds good. So go celebrate, get your pictures taken. Joe, congratulations. Thank you. One more time, Joe Maruka, your late models winner tonight here at Jennerstown Speedway. The Mike's Auto, Gary's Auto Sales, College Roofing, number 90J, here in Victory Lane. Second win of the weekend. Safety gear undone. Let's give a round of applause. He's coming out of the car. The Mad Dog, Michael Doritsky. working. Michael, this car was just on a rail tonight. It didn't seem like anywhere you wanted to go. You had the bite, you had the traction, and you had the car. Yeah, the car was really good. I mean, it was good all weekend. Um, in that heat race there, I took a bad push, and I figured out I wasn't driving it hard enough. And then uh, we made a good comeback there in the heat, and then for the feature, I freed it way up, and it seemed to work pretty good. It seemed like you were very drivable. You could go in at different angles into the turns, whether the car is in the middle groove, a top groove. It just seemed like the car was completely under you. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it was just, uh, the car was really a dream. I mean, I was just holding the wheel straight and holding to the floor pretty much is all I was doing. Um, when the car is spot on like that, it's really good. It's hard to beat. Probably anybody could drive it, even me. Probably, honestly. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. But you know what, Mike, coming up on June 3rd, the Jester Bustle Memorial, it's going to be a lot of big name crate drivers, but... You've been making a name for yourself here at Lake Trobe and at other tracks throughout the tri-state area. But what's it like knowing that you're coming to your house trying to take your money? Oh, I mean, it, it means a lot. It brings my confidence up a lot. Because usually we go to, like, Lernerville or something for big money, and we don't run, like, two times a year. And uh, being a track you run every week, my confidence is pretty good. I can't wait. And let's go ahead and talk about this crew, the sponsors, and this team. And I see your uh, your mom's here, and... Uh, it's always nice to have mom here, especially uh, she had a little uh, illness recently, and it seems like she's getting better. Yeah, she, uh, well, she got sick down in Delaware and went into the hospital. And we, and, uh, ever since then, it seems like our team just been on a tear just trying to tr prove a point. And, uh, and I just can't thank them enough. I mean, everybody helps out on the car. I mean, uh, my mom, dad, Randy, Josh, Brandon, my wife, Jenna, uh, Slavic, just everybody helps out on the car, all my sponsors. I mean, uh, Gary's Auto Sales, Collins Roofing, Kelly Construction, Payloads Body and Color, Economy Furnace, Economy Electric, Valvoline, um, Route 21, Jackpot. Just everybody helps me out. It really means a lot, and I appreciate it. Race fans, let's give a round of applause for the Mad Dog from Masontown, Pennsylvania, Michael Doritsky, your K2 Engineering Crate Lay Model winner. Feature win of the year. Let's head down to Gator in Victory Lane. All right, race fans, as uh, Jeff gets out of his car, let him hear you. Big round of applause for our Pro Stocks winner, Jeff Childs. Hey, Jeff, come on over here. So what a difference a week makes. 
<laughs> Talk about that. I think we had a really good car last week. We were fastest in practice. And uh, it was just, you know, racing and traffic and gotten two incidents. Um, I think we had something for him last week, too, but got to prove it this week. Well, you got the first week jitters out of the way. Now week two, you, you drove a nice, clean race, finished in winter circle. It's got to feel good. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, I kind of feel bad. I have a sick little boy at home, and he couldn't be here. My family couldn't be here tonight, so it's just me. So I'd like to say hi to them and Hooch. And uh, thank my sponsors, Empire uh, Raps. One Stop Auto Sales, my friend Sam and Marianne, uh, Edgewood Solutions, uh, Dr. Kevin Metzger, Expert Paving, Painter's Choice, and Zach Blackstone Realty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, a big hand for Jeff Chow your Pro Stocks winner tonight. Thanks, Gator. Thanks, Jeff. Get a couple pictures down there. The staff at Rappin' on Racing would like to thank our marketing partners. Curtis Power Solutions, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Alternative Power Sources, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these companies, Rappin' on Racing would not be possible. State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on.